Oh, welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, Everyone, <laughs> your favorite podcast, which analyzes and makes fun of scary movies. I'm Mary Kay. Hello. I'm Mary. And we're going to talk about the movie you probably inexplicably missed, Bad Times at the El Royale. If you haven't seen it, pause us, go watch it. It's on HBO, which you know you forgot to cancel after Game of Thrones. And you can be amazed and then come back and listen to us because today we have our lovely guest, Kelly McAdams. Kelly, will you tell us about yourself and your podcast? I certainly will. Hello, I'm Kelly. I am part of the podcast. Hi, Kelly. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. Um, I'm part of the podcast Book Squad Goals. <laughs> which is a bi-weekly pop culture and book podcast. If you like books, you can listen to the book episodes. If you like other stuff and not books, you can listen to the other episodes. It's a, you know. If you like other stuff and not books, what the fuck are you doing well, on this podcast? Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you Also, if you don't like books, like, get your shit together. But, yeah, come on. Um, we understand. Grown-ups are busy. Sometimes it's hard to read. Also, it's fun. Yeah. People don't, people always... If you always, don't like books, you can just go ahead and go die. Yeah. I think a lot of people who don't like wow. books kind of got this uh, idea in high school that books were were work and not fun because they had to read them for school. Mm. And it's like, you know, reading can be fun, guys. And you don't just have to read, yeah. like, intellectual yeah. stuff. Weathering if you Heights read, like, over and over and over, yeah. Beach reads or whatever, well, just, go for it. Yeah. I think yeah. I had, I think it was my ex, someone someone I know well, they're just a slow reader. Yeah. Yeah, like they, just, I'm slow. they just never got very yeah. fast at it. Yeah, so they enjoyed reading, but it was kind of it was kind of a love hate thing because the book was good, yeah. and getting to the end of the book was like, oh, what a great feeling! I loved that. But the process, like, it took twice as long to yeah. get through as anybody else, so it just would get frustrating. Yeah. and especially because then there's all that frustration built up from school, right? Of like needing to have a certain amount read by a certain time and mm-hmm. deadlines, like needing more time. To yes, do but with the advent and ease of access of audiobooks, That's what I, was about I to feel say. like yeah, like you can get over your shit. Well, and learn something. Yeah, and audiobooks <laughs> okay. are super convenient. You know, I actually super personally convenient. am not a huge audiobook person because I have a hard time following like a thread of a narrative. Like yeah, listening. It, they have to be a really good actor. Yeah, exactly. And it has to be written mm-hmm. really simple. Because I'll stop paying attention, me. and then it'll be like five minutes later, and I'm like, oh god, and I have to rewind it. It's a whole thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yep. anyway, yeah. Hi, hello. Here I am. Um, go find <laughs> welcome my <podcast>. Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. We what have, a lovely rant. We've we're had. gonna link to it in the show notes too. So if you're like, I can't with these girls, you can just click on that little link and go there. So for our icebreaker, because we're clearly having trouble getting started. <laughs> That's a theme for us. That's a theme for us. Um, yeah. Um, I want to do a celebrity draft pick of your cult. So you get to pick, you get to draft three members. Here are the what rules. Is four? Oh, four. Okay. We get to do four oh members. My, my bad. God. Um, but we go in rotation, and once someone has been picked, you can't pick that person. So, like, if someone picks... Um, I'm gonna pick someone who no one would pick. Hang on, let me think of someone. Gary Busey. Ted Ted Nugent. Gary Busey. Well, I think we went in a similar direction. <laughs> you did. I would pick like, Gary think of Busey. A creepy man. Why would you not want to hang out with Gary Busey? Yeah, he would do all the weirdest, coolest stuff all the time. I mean, mine is gonna be a sex cult spoiler, so that's why I would not pick him. Oh. Okay. Um, so if let's just fair. say that you did, then Mary couldn't pick. Sexy Gary Busey. Busey. Maybe I should say him because she obviously has him on whoa, her list. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Halloween costume idea. <laughs> We're also going to post all of these to Instagram so you can vote on which cult you'd want to be in. Oh. And you can name the cult. Oh, that's what we're going to have nice. to do at the end, I think. Okay. So we're going to go Kelly, Mary, Mary Kay, and then we're going to do a snake draft where I get to go twice. Oh, And then shit. it's going to go Mary, and then Kelly, Kelly, and then Mary, and then Mary Just Kay. tell me when I'm talking. Yeah, oh, I, can't I can't keep track of that. Let's just no, go I in can. rotation. This then. sounds like sports to me. and It is. <laughs> let's oh, yeah, just do abandon no, no, that do it part. The way you, do it the way you planned it. I just mean that you're going to have to remind me when it's yeah. my turn. I probably won't remember. Yeah. Okay. How about okay. if um, we just go Kelly, Mary, Mary Kay, Kelly, and just loop it? That's way easier for non-sports people. Deal? It's totally up to you. Okay. No, let's I do like it. The, let's I do liked, it regular I way. Your, I liked your original plan. I just yeah. didn't I'm want not going to be able to keep up with it. I'm already on one, two. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I didn't want to be... The reason our society devolves yeah. into like a Mad Max situation. You don't. Situation. I do. That's the whole point of the cult. Well, I didn't want it to come from something as dumb as this. There still have to be oh, rules. Okay. I just can't remember where I go in a draft. God. <laughs> well, Kelly's going first, so go ahead, Kelly. That we okay. do know. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, as I said, I'm mostly picking people that I want to have sex with. Um, okay. mm-hmm. I'm picking people who will also be very good at tempting other people to join our sex cult. We're just going to be okay. of course. a group of, of sexy people luring others into our mm-hmm. little society. So my first mm-hmm. pick mm-hmm. is obviously Oscar Isaac. I mean, okay. what else do yes. I have to say? <sighs> yeah, I want to have a okay. conversation with him. Okay, good call. Mary, who you got? You, have a, you say conversation as if that's like... No, I meant it as a euphemism. Like, wink. I want there our bodies to have a conversation. Yeah. So I was thinking about people who would help me maximize my cult potential. Okay. okay. Like That's people probably who smarter. are just, like, pure charisma. Okay. So I'm going to start with Yul Brynner. Nice. And it could become a sex cult because he could get it. Yeah, you could get Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, we could all sleep together. We could get other people to sleep with us. We could just, like, I think I'm trying to pick people that will help this become... Mm-hmm. Big, yes, right. That makes sense. The bigger the cult, the more money I make, or whatever. I don't actually know what the motivation is, except for like biggest cult. Yeah, I feel like I, I didn't think about my motivation. I was just like, who do I want to be around? Yeah, <laughs> I did, and I want money. I'm trying to get that money. I'm trying to get to the money. So um, I'm gonna go ahead on and pick Jay Z. Oh, smart move. Illuminati you know, power moves. He knows how to get the money, right? He knows how to get that money. Yes. All right, let me look at my list. All right, Kelly, you're up. Um, Okay, second pick is going to be Zoe Kravitz. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very hot. One of the most beautiful women in the world, I think. I have the biggest crush. She's like my number one, like, woman celebrity crush. Mm -hmm. I would bone her a thousand times. I think... I think she's maybe, she's like definitely in my top three women crushes, but her and Carmen Ahogo, she's in there too. She's really I feel beautiful. like she's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they, but they have like a similar aesthetic. Yeah. They don't look alike. You'd never confuse them. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure they, yeah. Yeah. I just like the mysterious, sexy look too that she kind of has mm-hmm. with her. Like she always has some crazy, like, like half shaved haircut and like a, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like yellow eyeshadow or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's very, she's bold. Yes, she's bold in her looks, but also looks very much like it didn't take her any effort to do any of it. Exactly. 
I just want access. But if we were friends, then I bet I could use her stuff. Like, I could use all of her. Yeah. Skin Borrow her clothes. Okay. I, I could not fit into Zoe Kravitz. True, clothes. me neither. But there's no version of me that would do Like, since I was 12, I couldn't have fit into Zoe Kravitz's <laughs> clothes. It's not going to happen. Ugh. It's not the same shape at all. Not the same shape. <laughs> all right. Is it my t- is it, does that mean it's my turn? Yes. All right. So I got Yul Brynner charisma like he was almost wasted on his generation he's the he was actually like you know the like the most interesting man the dos Equis guy right yul brenner actually is that like that was him like he was a, just bizarre and fascinating and super accomplished is that from a commercial no, most interesting man you know this is this is crazy and sidebar and you can cut this out if you want later but last night i was at a bar and i was talking to the bartender about commercials and he mentioned that and I had never heard of it and I was like what is that and he was like never mind it doesn't matter and I was like okay and then you mentioned it again today and this is the second time I've heard of this very supposedly famous thing it is famous I thought I don't know why I haven't maybe I'm just like I don't know yeah but it depends on how you watch your television like I think that's mostly where it has been is on tv so if you don't use like normal tv anymore you don't have a cable box and you're less likely to see it and it's going to be marketed really specifically so if you're not watching the kind of tv shows or movies online like streaming where it's going to pop up where they think that you're likely to go buy dos equis right mary who's your number two carrie fisher amazing smart funny i think she would be great at like plotting and keeping people on their toes and designing the weirdest possible like recruitment campaigns okay I'm going to pick Daniel Day-Lewis next. Oh, yes. I just feel like if this evolved into a money-slash-sex cult, can you imagine the intensity? I don't want to, actually, is kind of where I am with that. Just too much, probably, for me. Not for me. (laughs) Not enough. Yeah, but I just feel like all the actual sex parts would be like probably fine and normal but the eye contact would yeah be really exactly yeah. that's what yeah. i want and that's not the that's not what i'm excited about going into this guys that's I not am. why that's not why we're voting down that's I don't what, want that's why i'm making the cult is for the eye contact love that you want to make it and the money eye contact with jay-z and money with jay-z <laughs> <laughs> no jay-z is gonna be does my jay-z make eye agent. contact with people <laughs> no no he just recruits you because he's cool yeah. And then Daniel Day-Lewis keeps you in there. By trapping you with his steely gaze. I don't think I could be with in your cult. I think Daniel Day-Lewis would, would weird me out a lot. I'd be like, okay, buddy. Yeah, just I just want rich dudes now. in my cult. Just rich dudes. I don't know if he's rich dudes. Is he rich dudes? He has to be fairly rich, right? I mean, I'm Daniel sure Day-Lewis? Money. He's a gazillionaire. Is that accurate? Is gazillion a number? Okay, I, I buy it. I think we should just move on here. I don't think we're going to win this one, even though we're both right. And she's, <laughs> I think we just got to take it back to the top. It's your turn. Again. I don't give a fuck. This is my fantasy. Okay. <laughs> just let me have this. Completely you, fair. You can. You can have it. That fantasy sounds great for yeah. you and only you. Go, Kelly. Do it. Um, okay. Uh, my next pick is Kate Blanchett because Ooh. she's fucking hot. And I like I want I want sex cult members who like are gonna want to have sex with me, obviously. Which like who wouldn't want to have sex with me? Just kidding, right? Um, right. But all, oh, I was going with it. Well, okay, yeah. I guess I should I should never say just kidding because whenever I say that, it means I wasn't kidding. But I feel 
awkward now and now I want you to think I was kidding um so I wasn't kidding Mm -hmm. I am hot just gotta lean in um anyway (laughs) just to give everyone a visual I'm stunning uh yeah so extraordinary it's really I mean I I almost feel like bad for your computers because it must be (laughs) it's they're gonna melt yeah it's overwhelming um but yeah, I want I want members who also will be able to learn all of the other sexy people, and then we just create like this large sexy force. And I feel like she is the type of person who will, like, basically anyone, if she tried to seduce them, they'd be like, you know, I don't even like women, but okay, or whatever, you know. She's a force of nature. These are also people who I could imagine playing cult leaders in movies. I guess. I get that. I get that. I thought about that too. Which is how I ended up with one of my picks. But I don't think that pick will be the very next one. Well, what is the next pick? Back, uh, Staying on this theme of pure charisma, I'm going with Lizzo. Ooh. Also, I do want to hang out with her all the time. This is a group of people that I feel like would just be... I hope they would like each other. I think they find each other interesting. Yeah. But just fun. Fun. Like, can you imagine Yul Brynner playing his, like, really intense, like gypsy songs that he used to play in nightclubs in Paris and Lizzo singing. Amazing. Yes. I can yeah. picture that. You'd have the best parties. Mm-hmm. That would be a mm-hmm. bomb-ass party. And that's how you get them in the cult. Instead of that party in the invitation that was terrible, Yeah. you throw these parties and everyone comes and then at the end you're like, oh shit, you are all gonna die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like my cult's um, party would just be like everyone lying around on fur rugs without any clothes on. Just like, like Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without speaking, yeah. just all of us just lying there. Chilling, lying there. smoking, yeah. drinking, eating grapes. Yes. Getting fond. Exactly. With a palm frond. <laughs> <laughs> you just want an orgy. Drinking wine <laughs> out of cult. acorns. Yeah, I I guess I, I interpreted this... Um, to mean orgy that was kind of where I went look I thought about that but I didn't want to sh- I've already shown my whole ass so many times about like <laughs> who exactly I would have in my sex cult yeah. that I was like let's go a different direction this is show people a different side of you Mary this is the brand I'm um I'm giving myself for this show since no one has heard me before I'm like this is it guys I just want to fuck um I'm gonna pick Jeff Bridges next <gasps> are we allowed to pick people in this film why not that's fine. I can't have him? Okay, this, you can have him. This cult is weird as shit. It is a weird cult. What? <laughs> it's a fucking cult. Of course it's weird. <laughs> tell me you don't want to hang out with Jeff Bridges, though. Tell I, me that. I, tell you that I, I told you I've seen him in person. Oh, really? Yes, he was very drunk. Is Mary Kay weeping? <laughs> she's, she's freaking out I'm a little bit. I'm just mad at you. It's not a rage stroke. <laughs> It was that premiere of that movie he did with Chris Pine and Ben Foster. Oh. So Chris Pine was like, so they were, it was at, it was at the, the Alamo in Austin and I was just meeting a friend there for a movie and I was like, oh my God. So I was just standing in the lobby while they're like having this premiere and like looking at it all go down. Chris Pine is standing up there having a billion pictures taken of him and they sent Ben Foster into the bar to go find Jeff Bridges because they couldn't find him. <laughs> oh my God. See, and, he's in my cult, y'all. And he comes, he like brings him out and he's like holding him up. He was so drunk. He could barely walk. Jeff Bridges brings the party. So, they did, so, they, they, so then they were like, okay, well, we can't have him up there taking pictures like this. So then they were like, all right, pictures are done. Ah, was there like a Q&A or done? something? <laughs> Not before. I, I'm sure there was some, probably something after. Yeah. But um, 
But yeah, so um, Chris Pine's eyes are much bluer in person. It was distracting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, last pick, make it count. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, My last pick is Lakeith Stanfield. Nice. Ooh. Because you know who I would like to bone is him. Lakeith Stanfield. You know, he would fit in your cult or my cult well, I think. Yeah. When you're talking about just, like, charisma, like, what is that? True. Like, independently of anything you know about him, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, that's not a bad-looking guy. That's fine. Yeah. And then you see him in anything, and you're like, my God. He's like, there's something arresting about him. He just, like, mm. I don't know. His presence is intoxicating. It's true about him. Okay. Um, my final pick in the realm of people that have inexplicable charisma and would be able to drag people on board in spite of themselves. I'm going with Adam Driver. Nice. Okay. Just pick. Good pick. He's a kind of a strange guy, but also like, yeah, that's another one. I think if you just saw a picture of him, you'd be like, okay. I mean, I'm not upset about it. Like if your friend was like, this is my new boyfriend, you'd be like, oh, he's cute. I'd be like, he's a little weird looking, honestly. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but then when you see him well, in, like in motion, it makes more sense. Exactly, it's a, a lot of it is like the way he moves. Yeah. it's really like he's yeah he's got something there. Yeah, like even the people who are obsessed with him are like I can readily admit that I don't understand why I'm obsessed with exactly. this person. Like this is not a conventionally handsome guy at all. But I just like you just can't look away. Mm-hmm. So that's my little cult of people who will. You know, lure more people into the cult. I love our cults. Who's your last member? My last person? Yeah. Lisa Mm -hmm. Frank. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) Was that your plan before? Nope. (laughs) I adjusted my plan because her pictures are psychedelic and I feel like it fits with the vibe. What was your original pick? Um, I didn't have a fourth one because I thought we only had three. You wrote it. <laughs> I know. I wrote it like a week and a half ago, though, so I forgot. I but yeah. Fair enough. So we're going to post pictures of each of our cults and maybe name them, and then you guys can vote for which cult you would want to be in. I I feel like you can't make a bad decision, though. Like, we all were really good at this. Yeah. I mean, mine is a little on the nose, probably, but that's fine. My my we're cult is just called the um, Orgy. Yeah cult orgy okay <laughs> let's just be honest about called. what it what it really is just don't overthink it it is what it sounds like yeah. <laughs> it's okay, what it sounds so like and what it looks like bone town what if they all have to have town something so yours is like bone town okay and mine can be funky town and mary Kay's can be what the fuck town. yeah eye contact town <laughs> <laughs> stare town stare downtown that's the one. Stare downtown. And I'm going to put pictures up of all of them making, like, really intense eye contact. <laughs> it won't be hard to find um, those pictures either. That's the thing. I don't think so either. It's going to be, like, the first one in my Google image search. Yeah. Okay. So, talking about bad times at the El Royale. Speaking of cults and horror. Oh, we're and talking about a movie. And charismatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this isn't a horror movie. I think it's closest to, like, a noir. Yeah. If you're going to really put it in a genre. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there definitely are elements of horror in this, and it was so good, and nobody that I know has seen it, so I felt like 
I should pick it for our podcast. So, and I was very yeah, that's good. That's good for publicity. Is to pick a thing that nobody has seen and wants to talk about. That's a <laughs> no. Fun I think that once people watch it, though, they really want to talk yeah. about it. Well, and that's the thing is, yeah. like, I wanted an excuse to watch it because I have heard from multiple exactly. sources that it was good, and I just like haven't gotten around to it because it came out a while ago, and I'm like, oh, like I'll I'll see it eventually, and then like I was like, oh, good, I have a reason now. I'm gonna watch it, and I, I, I loved forgot. it. Deodorant today. See, <laughs> sorry, that was. Wrong. Thank you for validating me, Kelly. That was my strategy all along. You're welcome. It really was. I hope it works yeah. for everyone else too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Is anyone out there? Is anyone listening to this right now? The aliens who monitor our conversations are just like, let's give up on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. The NSA <laughs> so long ago was like, I would rather pluck my eyeballs from my skull. Then do this. Then listen to these bitches talk. Listen to these women talk. (laughs) (laughs) So, what elements of horror did you see in this movie, or like what part scared you? If you got scared, that startled. Like, anytime a gun actually went off or somebody got hit, it startled me. Yeah, I think uh, the eeriest moment would probably be in when uh, we first discover the secret hallway. And mm-hmm. um, is it? It's John Hamm's character who's walking mm-hmm. through, and he mm-hmm. turns on the sound, and you can hear uh, our, our protagonist singing. Um, mm-hmm. And she's singing. I, what song is she singing in that moment? I don't remember, um, but um, it's like her first like song that she sings when she's like uh, auditioning. Yeah, it's like da na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. And she stops on the, the same part over and over. Yeah. yeah. And it's so beautiful, and obviously there's no music in the background. It's just her voice, and then he's going through and looking into all of these rooms and seeing, like, just creepy shit happening. Mm -hmm. And This is right after he drops his crazy southern accent because yeah. he came on screen and I was like all right John Hamm you gotta bring it harder than this, I know son. me too like, you don't sound like you're from Alabama or that Mississippi to or me anything. immediately said oh that was part of his mystery or part of his lie yeah was that uh because John Hamm is was from like Missouri like he it's not like he doesn't know what right. he's supposed to sound like here I find it hard to believe that he could not like, all he had to do was scale it back. Did you think like, I, saying, I just kept thinking that he was going to say, Sandra Templeton, I love you and I will marry you. Oh, my God. Like, big, big. I was just like, how many times is he going to say, accoutrement? Accoutrement. <laughs> I was like, can you not? Like, he said it well, yeah, that's so many the, times. The badness of the accent suggested to me that that was, yeah, that, that was, it was like a, that yeah, was, it was like a little red flag where I was like, something's going to happen. Well, I was anyway, like, so drops his, I wasn't yeah. sure because I was like, I mean, maybe he's just not doing a very good job. <laughs> but he was in other movies where he had like a regular. A normal Southern, southern accent. accent. I think, wasn't he in like Baby Driver in that in Atlanta? Yeah, but I don't I think he had an accent Baby in Driver. that. Did he? Well, exactly. That's how subtle it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's just like normal for Atlanta. Yeah, but I felt relieved when he uh, when I found out he wasn't because I was like, oh, good, it was intentional because that was yes. actually ridiculous. It was. <laughs> it was. I also oh. choose to believe that his treatment of um, Cynthia Erivo was part of the ruse yeah. of being like a southern jerk. I think jerk. so too because she would have picked up on it if she hadn't have been offended. Right. 
Yeah, I like to think that he actually is not like a racist jerk, but that he was like, if I don't act like I am, it will be more noticeable or like she'd have more motivation to interact. Like it's better for everyone to dislike him. So they keep a little distance so that he can just do his job. And And if my character is like a Southern douchebag, like I better also be racist because. Exactly. (laughs) Follow through. Yikes. That's a um, terrible setup. I I also noticed though because that's when I started thinking like, um, this might be an allegory when we go into the two way mirror hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, before that, when he's saying his, the prayers with his little girl on the phone while he's debugging the phone, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. And then you know I saw this with my ex when it first came out, so. He was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like what I do, except for, like, now they're in crazy places and stuff. And as I was watching this movie, I was like, so, but, okay, but John Hamm's character is not a good guy. Like, he's, uh, he works for the government. Yeah. And he tries to rescue the girl who was kidnapped, but he's debugging that hotel so that prominent members of the U.S. government can't be blackmailed. Right, right. Like, but he's not, or his job doesn't make him a good guy, yeah. at least. Well, it's like, is and he... And that's one of my first inkling of doubt about that relationship. I'm just kidding. That was definitely not my first doubt. <laughs> hey, no, I think you know what? Well, Fuck that guy. <laughs> there's, there's really nobody in this movie who is just, like, good through and through. Or even just kind of consistent. Yeah. Through and I don't through. know. Like, I mean, the fact of the idea of Jeff Bridges and Nick Offerman being bank robbing brothers... Is very He's appealing dope. to me. Like I want to be appealing, I want to but marry into that family. Yeah. <laughs> but Darlene is a good person, isn't she? But she acts in self-interest. Like she was going to take half of this money she knows is stolen mm-hmm. in exchange mm-hmm. for keeping quiet about the fact that he was like re-stealing stolen money and he was lying about his identity. Like she does things that. Okay. While she is okay. like better than most of the people in the building because yeah. she's not running around murdering. Yeah. Right. She's not. She's not above just, lying or dishonesty or misleading or letting someone believe in untruth. Yeah. I just felt like her. she was the clear protagonist. Yeah, like, she, it was her and mm-hmm. then Jeff Bridges as kind of... Yeah. We don't know his character's real name. That's why I keep calling him. Isn't it Dan? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking mm-hmm. of it because obviously his fake name is Daniel, but... I, I always watch stuff with subtitles because I'm one of those freaks. Me too. And <laughs> uh, Me too. it kept, like, calling him Daniel. Like, it would be, like, Daniel size or whatever. Right, yeah. So I just mm. thought of him as... I think I think Daniel is his actual name. Oh, really? But Flynn isn't his name. Well, um, I, I think I was reading somewhere as I was, I, was, I was trying to get some background on the movie, but they call him Doc because his name is Daniel O'Kelly. Oh. Do you okay? So that's why they're calling him Doc. But um, either way, Doc or Daniel. Man, can just real quick, though, like that line where he asks Darlene, did I tell you my real name? Because he can't remember. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so heartbreaking. It me. is. And like. I was just like, oh, my God, come be in my cult. Yeah. I'm here to take care <laughs> of you. <laughs> so. Um, Let me kiss your I, brow. I would argue that if she, is, if she is the hero, then he is the anti-hero. Yeah. Okay. That their interests sometimes align and sometimes diverge, and that part of each of their struggle is that is it possible for them to get what they ultimately want without hurting the other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how the, how much do they have to inherently hurt the other person? I really love their interactions with one another too. Like even mm-hmm. in the beginning when she's like, "Hey, are you lost?" 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I'm just chilling over here in Nevada. How's the weather in California? Yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's pretty good. It was cute. <laughs> it's just really cute. Yeah. And then even when he's, like, convincing her to trust him in the car. Yeah. I thought that interaction was really good. And then, of course, the scene where she's singing and he's digging up the stolen money from underneath her. That's, like, the best scene floor. in the movie. The sure. best well, scene. It's the great. best. It didn't. It didn't land for me until later like I wasn't even watching it anymore that I was because at first I was like why this seems like lost time for us that she tries like two or three different songs first and then I realized she had to try a couple songs until she found the one that was the right tempo for him to hammer to oh okay yeah that's why she that's why it took her a few false starts to realize like oh this is the song like uh, can't hurry yeah. love no you like she and could sing it at the right you, tempo the normal yeah. version of it the, the normal version but that she could she could do that and that he he I, he kept saying he didn't know songs. Yeah. So she had to sing something that he knew well enough that if she was clapping to it, she he could keep up. Right. Right. Oh, that makes sense. To it. Okay. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. But it took me, I didn't get that while it was happening. And I was like, oh, that's not wasted time. But there's a bit of a missed opportunity. Like for the, for the sake of getting the reveal of him down there hammering like that. Yeah. You lost the moment where you see them trying to coordinate and figure out what song he knows. Yeah. So then I was like, man, I wonder if there's another way to do that. But I, you know, haven't hmm. invested a ton of time on a movie that already exists because, you know, <laughs> they're not going to ask me about it. Um, I have some edits, secondly, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, secondly, uh, Tom Holland. That wasn't Tom Holland, but it looks like him. He passed on it. Because, <gasps> like, at first I was like, that's not Tom Holland. That's some no, other guy. No, he passed on it. What a, I mean, this guy does a great job, yeah. but I was just like, man, Tom, you so missed miles? out. Like, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. what a fun group of people. Like, at the very least, it was a cool, like, team yeah. to have gotten to work with, and he would have done a beautiful job, but I do think this guy does a He does oh, a great yeah. job. yeah, I thought the casting was impeccable. Yeah. Like, every mm-hmm. person, even crazy-ass Rose. <laughs> yeah. She just, just is so dead behind the eyes. Yeah. Like, and excellent. And she looks strangely like an adult and a very small child at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like her yeah. face, or yeah. like maybe just very impressionable. Yeah. Or who did? Do you guys know who she killed before? I know it's supposed to be the like it, it's a like reference to the Manson murders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that's but what I all this is kind of supposed to. Are we supposed to believe that she killed her dad, too? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, she I don't know boots. about that. She just ran away. I think she ran away. I thought that was what I thought. Either she ran away, or I thought that maybe um, her sister did. Okay. Because her sister tells her, like, hide under the bed, stay there. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you hear, don't come out. So I thought that maybe her sister was the one that got rid of dad. Oh. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then Um, we have, so then we have this kind of thematic element of her getting rid of dad and then showing up to save her from Billy, too. Yeah. And then just getting, and that's why she—that's what the, she's thinking of. They're thinking about in that last moment where before she shot is. Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and talk about the characters since it kind of? We have been. Like, I've actually yeah. just been uh, highlighting them. Let's do okay. it. Um, um. So in that case, I want to talk about Billy Lee. I was going to say we needed to address something you put in this outline. Oh yeah, I changed <laughs> it. I was just suggest- typing fast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I know the abs are distracting, but you can't be mixing up the Chris's. I just, okay. first of all, stop naming your kids Chris. It is overdone. And stop naming your kids Mary or Mary derivative something else. As you can see, there are too many of us. 
<laughs> Stop it. Have There's actually thought. very few Marys my age. There's lots of Mary Kays or Mary Beths or Mary Catherines, but I know... Like maybe one or two other people. Oh, I know Mary, a ton of age. other Marys and zero other. Well, Mary there's Kays, another Mary so on my podcast. Well, I don't so. know. I don't know Mary Kay's. That's true. I don't know Mary Kay's. Yeah, I didn't. Maybe it's think just so. that. Well, no one. Yeah. So why are you complaining? Nobody has your fucking name. Chill out. It's so, annoying. It's annoying. It's like. It's annoying that other people have my name. That's hard for you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my right, god. Go ahead, Mary, um, oh my god. Indeed. No, nothing. I was just, I was going to make fun of you for typing the wrong Chris's last name. It was the 80s. They, they really did name just everybody. Which one did, Chris did you type like Chris Pine five years. or what? Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I can't tell them apart. They're all just like bland, hot, white dudes. They do nothing for me. Like I, I mean, mine was a sex cult too. And I didn't have anybody in here who looked like him. I mean, I think that Chris Hemsworth is the hottest of the Chris's uh, personally. I don't know. They all look the same to me. They each have a place in my heart. I, you know, like. They're different. Like, I I think Chris Pine is a good actor. I don't, I'm not really attracted to him. I think Chris Evans is hot in like a very nice young man who lives next door type of way. I'm the same face for every name you're saying. So. (laughs) I don't know why. Chris Pine. Chris Pine, I always thought like, sure, that's a handsome guy. That's fine. And then when I did see him in person at that premiere, I was like, my goodness. I'm sure he's actually, like, really oh, hot. no. No, oh, like, in I real kinda... life, I'm sure they're all nice men and all You just have to know which but... which superhero they are. I don't watch superhero movies. That's why. This is Thor. That's why I can't tell them apart. Chris Evans is Captain okay. America. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Pine is Kirk. Captain Kirk. He was not a superhero, but basic, same basic premise. I think Let's get him on the phone Chris right now. Hemsworth's character <laughs> slash Billy Lee is the devil. Yeah. Like, I saw him in the trailer, and I was like, oh, he is the devil. Because he has all this Jesus imagery around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And he does that, like, weird-ass dance that's supposed to be sexy, I think. Yeah. I think it was very much, like, of an era. When I was watching it, I was like, this is weird. Oh, actually, like, that's kind of how everyone danced. This is, like, a man that would have been, like, a sex god in the 70s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't have to be alive then, so that's good. Also, I wouldn't be allowed to do a bunch of things if I were alive then, so that's good. I, when Jeff Bridges was like, this is not for me, I was like, same. Thank you, Jeff Bridges. Exactly. Yeah. I, well, I, but I do want to say that I think Chris Hemsworth is really great here. He's oh, great he's a great actor. Yeah. He, he does a great job in this role, for sure. And I think yeah. that he has he's often gotten, like, out of... boy roles. Yeah, and I think out of the Chris's, yeah. he's often seen as the one who's kind of like... Well, Chris Evans a little bit, too, but he's kind of like, he's hot and he's Thor, but he doesn't, like, do much. But actually, he's really yeah. talented and he's really funny, too. He's, like, great in comedic mm-hmm. roles. And... He actually I thought does. he was funny he, in this, too. Yeah, he's funny in this, too. Like, he, he has is, a he whole, is. like, Mick Jagger walk and stuff. Yeah. Like, it, the scariest part to me, I asked this, like, a long, long time ago, It, but the scariest part to me is when they're having that bonfire, and oh, yeah. he's like, let's talk about the nature of good and evil and whether there's a God, and let's watch these pre, or, like, these teenage girls fight each other to see which one gets to fuck me tonight. Yeah. What the yeah. shit definitely no. creepy as fuck definitely the thing is very bad that is that is a moment where i feel like a darling could have been killed is the sequence 
well performed, well constructed, fine. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Do I feel like I needed to see that to understand what is happening? Not necessarily. No. Like no. the relationships, what happened? What's going to happen when he gets there? That this is a bad man and bad things happen. Nope. The minute I saw like this Manson murder style set up on the news, saw the blood dripping from Rose's knife, I was like, oh, I get what's going on. Yeah. So what was the point of that cultural reference? If you're then going to include a five, ten minute sequence showing me what you already showed yeah. me. I got, I yeah. I mean, I liked it, though. Like, I, I guess think that well, could be saying. one of those it's things a, it's that a you great... could cut, and then the, if you cut enough of it, you don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think it's a powerful, I think it's, it's like, I think it's well done. I just think it's one of, I don't think you have a ton of room to cut the conversations these people are having face-to-face with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think anytime you, sh- you can cut a flashback, you probably should. Yeah. Because if it's not happening in the room right now, it needs to be so critically important that we cannot understand the story mm-hmm. without it. And but I don't you, think that we could, we needed that to understand I, the story. I mean, maybe not, but I think then you lose like a lot of, um, part of what makes this movie so, I don't want to say iconic, because that is, oh, it's not really exactly what I mean, but it makes it memorable. Like some of those scenes, like the bonfire scene is memorable because of the way it's shot and the way like the fight scene goes down where that other girl picks her up and mm-hmm. slams her down and she still wins. Yeah. I think like, like that's mm-hmm. crazy. It definitely also establishes like the way that Rose is almost kind of this like animal that she, yeah. there's like violence in her that we She's don't. She's pet. Yeah, she's just, yeah. she's like, wow. Yeah, well, that's my question is, could we have done that in the room? Yeah. Could we have done that with a conflict happening between the characters you told us we're supposed to care about? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was one of those moments that's that true. I was like, oh, that would be a that would be a tough thing. Like, I if this were my story, if I had written this and directed it, yeah. I would hate, 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 hate to give that up. Yeah. As a person watching it who didn't put all my time and energy into this, I think... I think that could have gone or been been repurposed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that if that's what you wanted us to get out of it, there there probably was a way to do that at the El Royale. Yeah. And probably a lot more quickly at the El Royale. And then it doesn't just affect uh, Rose and... Um, Emily. Emily, thank you. Rose and Emily, it affects everybody in the room. Oh, yeah, like, he could the have other... had Emily and Rose get in a fight. Instead of doing the roulette thing. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Or told them it was going to be... like Just change change tactics. Because that was, for me, one of the most upsetting things that happened. But once he showed up, mm-hmm. that from there, anything could go. Because mm-hmm. whatever he decided, spur of the moment, was what they were going to do. Yeah. Can you imagine if like we were already terrified by the prospect of roulette? Yeah. And then at the last moment, you think he's going to shoot someone, but instead... Yeah. He says, fuck it, let's... Um, Let's have you guys just fight each yeah. other to the death. That could have been The exact been moment good. when that should have happened is when Rose goes, I think if he's given you a chance, you should take it. Right. That's where it goes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I mean by, like, kill the darling, yeah. save yourself yeah. five minutes of screen time. Yeah. There's, I think there were probably, I think there were multiple moments to do that or ways to kind of take a moment that existed and just, you know. Yeah. Without losing all those puzzle pieces. Yeah. Tighten it, it up together. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it could have been an hour and a half long, but it probably could have been closer to two. Yeah. And still been 
still like kept so much of what we love and, and is beautiful about it. Yeah. Rose for me is not so much of a character as a like a device, and I that I mean that's the point though. I didn't feel like yeah. that was wrong. Like, the point is that she has made of herself a device for Billy yeah. to do what he wants. Yeah. Um, and I was just I was bummed about just like Emily and her storyline in general because mm-hmm. it was just kind of like it mm-hmm. felt like like I we weren't finished with her yet and then she died which is I guess yeah. like the way that things happen sometimes but <laughs> you know like no yeah. one's ever like okay well, we're I mean, done uh, you can die now but yeah like, like John Hamm as the agent is the same well, yeah, kind of thing where right. I was like oh oh okay that's what that's what we're going yeah. with this it's but like no one is safe at any time when he yeah and that's a, that's a thing that is great about this movie is that you definitely it's like that Game of Thrones feeling where you're like anyone can go like right so you, there is like an actual element of suspense and fear towards the end because you don't expect people to survive um, right but I did I don't know I just wanted a little bit more I guess out of that sibling dynamic I wanted a little bit more of like the dynamic between her and Billy Lee, uh, mm-hmm. Emily and Billy Lee, and just, I wanted to learn a little more about her, and I just felt like she didn't get to do quite as much as I was anticipating she would. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did, she does beautiful work. <laughs> Talented young woman. So, I wanted to, I keep forgetting because I have so much shit to say about this movie. It's just like, <laughs> I could talk about it forever. Um, he's talking to J. Edgar Hoover on the phone. Ah. Which makes me think they th- that the that management is the mob. Okay. Right? Cause so how familiar are either of you with the hotel this is based on, the Cal Neva? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Barely. I'll never. I was like, is this re- um, a real thing or no? <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's a real place that really has tunnels. Like a half California, real, Nevada. That really was used by the mob. Oh, wow. That really was owned by Sinatra. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a real place. And um, the tunnels were left over from like Prohibition era mm-hmm. smuggling. And Sinatra had them refurbished. Because he was a part owner in this enterprise with several mob bosses and wanted them to be able to, them and other celebrities in general, just to be able to come and go without being seen by the press and uh, the mm-hmm. other patrons. Oh, okay. So they would so use the So I don't know about two-way mirrors. They could use, yeah, so he had a helipad installed and had the t- tunnels refurbished and stuff so that people could travel around. Like, there's a conspiracy theory that this is actually where Marilyn Monroe died. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. And that her body was just, like, transferred to L.A., like, transported to L.A. after she died. Um, supposedly, this is where Monroe used to meet up with Bobby uh, Bobby mm-hmm. Kennedy and JFK yeah. um, and Sinatra. I mean, it, it's pretty well established that she and Sinatra had an affair, mm-hmm. you know, on and off for quite some time. And this is where a bunch of it happened. The FBI did investigate Bug the Place because Sinatra was hanging out with mob bosses. And that's eventually why he ended up like kind of trying like easing himself out of the business because he just did not like that amount of heat and attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, this is what year is this in? So, if the footage of Nixon giving the press conference is meant to be accurate, this is nineteen sixty nine. Okay, so this is pre Rico, but not pre bugging phones so that you can entrap. 
mob bosses, in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> so <laughs> It makes sense that it would be double bugged. Yeah. Um, and that the FBI... Oh, if it has one bug, it... it has two. That's one thing that I learned. Right. So that <laughs> it would make sense to have it... Uh, so that the government would have an interest in disassembling that, which then also affects who do we think is on the tape? Because there's one person that makes a lot of sense um, timeline-wise, and another that makes more sense based on the way they treat it in the story. Um, so here's what I know about political history. Nothing. <laughs> so if you guys want to take this part, <laughs> like when I saw that question, I was like, I have not the slightest idea. I am so yeah. stupid. I had, um, I got educated by the Florida public education system. I don't know oh. shit about Oof. anything. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, like. Florida, a colorful, lawless swamp. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'd think you'd know mob mm-hmm. stuff, though. No, we don't learn anything. We don't learn anything. The, the only thing I know is that to get away from an alligator, you run in a zigzag. <laughs> I've actually read recently that that's not even accurate, that they can run in zigzags like every other fucking animal. Really? But they're so long. Yeah, but they can run in a zigzag. Well, then that... They have four legs. Like, they, what are they for? Why men can't park their trucks because they're too long. I mean, I don't know. The, again, you know, if, if it's not true, I wouldn't be surprised because we learned it in Florida, so it probably isn't true. <laughs> I, I know that it doesn't make too much sense timeline-wise, but I thought it was just um, old footage of JFK. That's what I assumed. So, yeah. So, JFK is a possibility. That would just be really old footage because he'd already been dead for some time. Well, like five it years. Could be, not well, that long. And they said well, that yeah, he yeah, was just, dead. I mean, but, yeah, but long enough that it, like... It wouldn't be as, like, revelatory. Like, right. the rumors existed at that point already. Right. It could be Bobby Kennedy who had just died. Uh, That's the most, yeah. like, timeline reasonable. Like, he was a senator. He was at the county a lot. He also like, was he not affiliated died. with the mob, although the rest of his family was. He was the one who, like, right. cracked down on it. Right. So it could be Bobby Kennedy. That actually based makes on the way more they tr- sense, now that you're saying based it. Based on the way they treat it in the movie... And the fact that Daniel or Doc specifically hands the footage to Darlene to decide what to do with it makes mm-hmm. me think it's MLK. Yeah. Because he, he has been, like, the FBI had already documented, like, a year or two before that he was having affairs. Yeah. But they hadn't, they were kind of, like, trying to hold on to that and figure out what to do with it. Because the FBI was, like, they did like, keep a running file on him. He was, they considered him, like, an insurrectionist. Right. Like a, a problem. Right. Um, so the fact that he, the thing is that Bobby Kennedy was involved in civil rights and such, so it, it could be him either way. Well, I think that's the, the reason why they're not telling us. Right. The weight they give to him handing the, the footage to her to decide what to do with. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if that's, that's what it is. And that, that whole, like the idea of a man, like, yes, people really admired Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. But Bobby Kennedy turning out to be kind of a sleaze would have been like, yes, like the rest of his family. Right. That At that point in time, like maybe what we know about MLK now is not entirely flattering, but finding it out now when his legacy has had, right. you know, it's a already couple of generations worth of time to, to right. make its impact is very different than if we'd found all of that out in 1969. Right. That's interesting. I didn't think about that because I was I just thinking think like, you know, that him handing her the footage was him being like, you know, 
we we have a connection between us now, and I'm probably not going to live that much longer. So you take. Well, I felt like the the choice was. It seemed clear to me that the tape was going to go on the fire either way; that they weren't going to leave with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of him like giving her a significant look and being like, "We got this," right. and throwing it in the fire, but handing it to right. her and then walking away, like you do whatever you want with right. it. I was like, hmm. So, anyway, I defended my position. <laughs> I, I like that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Especially since uh, I didn't have any ideas. Because, again, I am a dumbass. That's not true. Okay, well, you're not a dumbass. <laughs> you went to high school in a place that was not really supportive of your intellect. Made me a dumbass. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. I uh, I'm, I got some catching up to do. I'm working on it. So when I was watching this, well, when I saw it, the trailer, I was like, well, I'm nervous because this looks like both a Coen Brothers movie and a Tarantino movie. Yeah. And it's neither of those when yeah. it was trailering. And then I saw it and I was like, is this a Shakespearean tragedy? And then I was like, is this an Agatha Christie play? So it's like a yes. lot of shit in yeah. there structurally and storytelling wise and I loved it I was wary of it but excited about it and I think it delivered yeah what do y'all think about like the way it's told I think that Shakespearean tragedy is like given Mr. Goddard here like a little too much credit <laughs> maybe I'm saying okay the like structure it is an it enjoyable is. story and Okay. He is it's the Shakespeare tragedy, of our time. How dare you? <laughs> People live through it, so it it's is. not a Shakespearean tragedy. I just meant that, like, that... Okay, so the scene when they're in the lobby with the fire is very Titus Andronicus, okay? And I know that that Shakespeare is less, least good play okay, or so whatever, I was like, but... Of all the Shakespeare, that's kind of the one where you're like... That's the Shakespeare that you watch, and you're like, is this a Tarantino movie? <laughs> yeah, it is, basically, because he's, like, eating his kids in pies, and Anthony Hopkins is killing everyone. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I yeah. I definitely think that of all of the options here, this leans most in the direction of Coen Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just because of the storytelling, mm-hmm. but, like, also the cast is a very, like, Coen Brothers seeming yeah. cast. Yeah. Very I saw, much, I commented yeah. is like white people and Cynthia Erivo yeah. and pretty retro palettes with old music. Like it's yeah. there we go. And like clever scripting. But um yeah. I think I think that this like is a lot more uh like tightly structured than a Coen Brothers movie probably with this the like puzzle pieces and everything. And I loved I love the way it fit together because it it was really excellently edited where you'd get to the end of a scene and then you'd skip a little bit backwards to see, you know, mm-hmm. the next scene, but starting from the last scene from a different point of view. Yeah. So I loved that. I love stuff like that. And I love it when we see the same thing from like five different angles, because yeah. first of all, I'm like, how did they do that? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. second of all, it's like you just the story becomes like deeper and deeper right. as you go. So. Through it. My question, as I, I rewatched it, and I, my question was, would these storylines still be, like, would it, would the story still be exciting or suspenseful if I had to watch each person's story totally in order? No. Like, that is good. Are we count- yeah. Yeah, so we're counting on the timelining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
it is an, an integral mm-hmm. structural thing, which means then I, every time you jump to time, I have to take seriously, like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do that? Yeah. Why did you do that? Did you have to do that? Because um, it's um, like... Which, you know, it's not to say... Like, I'm, I'm, if I can decide pretty early on that, like, oh, all these flashbacks or the time jumping is a is a crutch and not a yeah. useful device, not something yeah. that actually adds to the story, I felt like that kind then of I'm the going to approach it differently. With this one, I did not feel that way. Yeah. Well, you felt like it was a crutch in the perfection? Yeah. Well, because I think a lot of times when that device is used, especially I, I notice in books when it's used, um, but even in film too, is like a lot of times you feel like you're watching the same thing and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm bored. Like, we already yeah. saw this, you know? Where I think like they chose the perfect moments here to do it where it's still like the plot is moving forward. You're not going too far back. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing mm-hmm. too much of the same thing. And I think that might be part of the reason that um, the, the Billy Lee stuff like stuck in my craw. Yeah. That mm-hmm. some of these other characters, like, I think that, for example, like Darlene's sequence, Darlene's flashback yeah. mm-hmm. to the recording studio, probably could have been half that long mm-hmm. and given us just as much information. Right. I think that um, I actually do think that Daniel's flashbacks in general were pretty dense. Like it was. Yeah. We did. We didn't have. We didn't have much more more time to get that information. That was that was pretty tight. Yeah. Um, with the Billy Lee thing, I was like, man, we spent a lot of time in flashback on a character we didn't meet until more than halfway through the movie. Yeah. That makes me wonder if, like, did you, did we just need this information... Earlier. Sooner, or differently? Like, it, can we get this information yeah. in the room? Like, can we stay in the room at this point? Like, yeah. you have everyone tied up. Yeah. With guns to their heads. And we have to leave the room? Yeah, it is definitely cutting ah! the suspense a little bit to go back and see these these other things. And it definitely was also, like, when he first shows up in a flashback from, in, like, Rose's flashback, I guess, when mm-hmm. uh, I was like, who, like, who is that? Like, <laughs> is that someone younger that we already, like, is that supposed to be Jeff Bridges young? I... Like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I once I could recognize once I was sure that it was that Rose was the same person. Yeah. Because she she shows up, you know, gagged right. and a little beat up looking and like she doesn't once I could see that, oh that's definitely the same person, I was like, Oh, and then we very quickly get the information that like, oh, there were these brutal Manson murders right. and and we see her like flashback to the knife. Yeah. Like, what did I do? Oh Right. Right. Um <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay, I'm I'm caught yeah. up, I'm good. So it makes sense pretty quickly, but I do think that like it, some of the flashbacks could have come in those times instead of coming all during the Billy Lee, like, section. And, you know, I'm willing to bet that if they came earlier, they would feel so unnecessary. Yeah. Or, like, the suspense was so... It would, it would affect the pacing so much yeah. earlier that we would have been like, just kind of, just get rid of it. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Ah! And, and if they come towards the end there, the suspense is already heightened so much right. that, I mean, we're bought in. We will, we'll watch right. it, but I... I I would just be very curious to know what it would be like to watch this movie without just that one scene and see if it's still, yeah. like, rolls. And I'm the sure they tried so many different, like, <clears throat> versions oh, and sure. moved stuff around so much. And But, yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. to think about, like, how they landed on this specific 
structure. I was I was texting Mary Kay and I had the same reaction when we were watching Autopsy of Jane Doe that like this would make a great play. You know, I thought even especially in that first sequence with Nick Offerman in the hotel room, that looks like a play. Mm-hmm. It looks like that a That is set. shot. It yeah. is shot like a proscenium. Like yeah. Um and that you know with the effects available with with just with lighting, you know, like you really could you could even get the, the two-way mirror effect. That would be awesome. You could, like, you could do this mm-hmm. and well. I yeah. think you could, but I don't think it would be as good. I mean, you'd have to have a ton of money to throw at the play. Yeah. For it, oh, yeah. To it would look like the pillow man did. close to some of the composition that happens in the film. Like, the when Miles dies on the state line. Oh, yeah. Like, whose mountain of paperwork does that lead to? You know? <laughs> like, it just, like, it, it's so genius the way it's shot. And some, you couldn't have done the flashbacks nearly so easily. Like, it would have taken a lot of time to, like, move set and stuff. Uh, I don't think you need to, that's a thing. I don't know that you either, A, need to do them, or B, need to do them the way they're done here. I think you can strip, um, because so much of this story is in what these people say to each other. And then them finding out that they said the wrong things or untrue things and confronting each other about it because so much of the story lives in the dialogue. Mm -hmm. That's the thing they cut that they couldn't live without was the dialogue because so much of it lives in that space. So is every well-written piece of dialogue, does that need to be on stage instead of screen? No, but I think that when you do it in a set that's especially contained, a place that doesn't change location as dramatically, and... um, it reminded me, I thought a lot about when I saw The Pillow Man. Because that's a story that, like, goes in and out of its primary space. And utilizes a lot of sort of... Oh, gosh. I'm realizing now just how long it's been since I saw that. I'm getting very old. Okay, so, <laughs> um, I was 18. It's been a minute. So, uh, I think there... I, I kept imagining, like, ways to do it. That would be really beautiful. And you would lose a lot of this this environment and a lot of the particular visual it's filmed, but it would make a different thing that is also beautiful. Yeah. And I, I just felt like, man, there's so much good material here for a really like shocking and beautiful play. I don't think it shouldn't be a movie. Yeah. I just kept thinking. It could like, also be a play. <laughs> you could have both. Oh man, if you did, if you did, if you did, and then you, in the space you could, and I, I just, I, it was, uh, that stood out to me a couple times with, with just a few movies we've watched lately that like, oh, there is the option to do that this way and it would be really exciting and it would be really compelling um, because you know, the whole point of making a movie is that this is the only way you can do it. Yeah. You can't tell this story this way and you couldn't tell it quite the same this way. way the visuals yeah. are the visuals are important and you couldn't recreate the movie on stage if you could also that would be dumb and bad and like you know like write it for the right format right. but um but i there is there is a really cool play in here and it did like you mentioned like this is an agatha christie play i totally love that like i'm a i'm a i'm a sap i am a sucker for like put a bunch of weirdos yeah secrets in a, in a weird room and just like let him go let yeah. him do it i i enjoy it very much That's so what, it, it's um, definitely drew goddard does definitely. in cabin in the woods too yeah 
He likes well, that. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. which I... Yeah, I like... I, like, mentioned in here that it would be good to talk about just, like, also, like, re-horror in general. So Drew Goddard did Cabin in the Woods, and you guys should definitely talk about that, because that'd be awesome. Um, Aren't you doing... Aren't we doing that one next, Mary? I said I would like to do that, uh, if not next, very soon. Yes, Yes. it's so great. Um, But also, you know, Goddard wrote for uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Lost. He wrote screenplays for Cloverfield and World War Z. Um, he's done mm. a lot of like horror esque things in the past, so yeah. it's like yeah. not surprising that so much of what happens here that crops up here, yeah, has like well, horror. Yeah, it uses a lot of like the the secrecy and the suspense building of a horror movie without mm-hmm. actually being a horror movie, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, like it. Mm-hmm. I also like how um, while we're talking about breaking out of horror movie tropes um our survivors are not who you think they're gonna be yeah in, in the horror movie mm-hmm. like when you line them up in a horror movie it's like okay well Hemsworth is gonna make it probably <laughs> like yeah. that's usually how that goes probably but. and probably mm-hmm. Dakota Johnson's gonna make it yep right right yep um, he'll last almost yeah. till the end and then her she's the final girl <laughs> she's the but final. she's not the, the final, final girl, girl which is great yeah. um yeah it was yeah. really, you know, I, this movie surprised me, definitely. For sure. I enjoyed it tremendously. Yeah, I don't I don't mean all of that, like, play stuff to, to be, like, a knock on any of the... Yeah. Like, the, the cinematography or the structure. Like, I think it's a, it's a beautiful movie. I just was like, man. Yeah. This could be adapted well. Like, so much stuff that, like... Do you ever read a book and you're like, someone wrote this in order to, to get... To be a movie. ...a film option? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I, it's not, I'm not unhappy yeah. with what I'm reading. Oh, I usually am. Just, I'm usually like, fuck it, I'll just wait for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like I'm not, yeah, I may not be, I may, I may enjoy reading yeah. it anyway, but it's like, I can tell what you did yeah. here. This, this That's how I felt, felt about like, You Were Never Really Here. I started reading it and I was like, never mind. Uh-huh. This is like shot for shot, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, which I loved, I like, loved the movie. I haven't seen it. I feel it, like so. this was like a movie written by a guy who has never tried to write a play. So he didn't realize that, like... He could do a play. <laughs> that it could have been? Yeah. Like, he didn't, he couldn't, like, see it that way? So it's a beautiful movie, and I was like, oh, my God, can you imagine being in the room for all of this? Yeah. Yes. But it's definitely, like, some of the the stuff, especially, that works well in the movie, like, is just, like, the cinematic nature of having mm-hmm. this, like, sweeping music and these, like, shots yeah. that are, like, traveling. Man, Michael Giacchino... Michael Giacchino did the score for Lost. It's one of the best things about the show. I haven't watched Lost. Um, I don't even know if I recommend it. <laughs> like, it's a whole mess. Yeah. But there are moments, man, there are moments where the writing just, like, blows it all the smithereens. There are moments where there are good performances. But really, I do think a lot of the heavy lifting is done by the music. Yeah. And, I uh, love the score for this the mu- the music here yeah. is great the score and the the soundtrack all of the songs mm-hmm. like the way that they're used and just like the sing- the singing moments were so all of them were so, so powerful. powerful like the moment uh towards the end when she is singing because basically chris hemsworth is like sing and then mm-hmm. uh jeff well, bridges is right like the good part yeah <laughs> yeah yeah jeff bridges oh, well, yeah you're saying yeah yeah, he's like you. You know, you don't have to sing for him. He doesn't deserve it. But then, mm-hmm. 
Just, and like that whole that leads into her kind of monologue or not even monologue, but the way that she just like decimates uh, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. or Billy Love Lee. That love it. Mm-hmm. It's so love she's just like it. I'm tired of you. Like I yes. don't. I'm not interested. And he just like that's the only moment in the movie where you kind of like see the air taken out of him. Mm-hmm. He really like can't. He because well, I think that's. That's what, like, all these, like, straight white dudes yeah. don't seem to get, is that, like, we're not actually angry at you all the time. We are bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen this so many times. We're not times. making movies starring people of color, women, people with disabilities, transgender people. We're not making all of these. We're not trying to get out there and write these and get them made. Yeah. Because we hate you. Yeah. Or because we're... We're tired of you. Yeah. You're not very interesting anymore. Like, yeah. that's all it is. Like, and... As we all know, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Mm-hmm. And it's just shocking to think that you could be an... Unimportant. <laughs> interesting. Unimportant. That, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you have, a, you have an influx of zombie movies, or an influx of vampire movies, or whatever, and it's like, that's kind of, I'm not, I don't want, I don't need to see that's another tired. one Yeah, else. we did that already. We did it. We already did yeah, that. We've had a couple hundred years of you guys. Yeah. We're tired now. Let's yeah. do something else. I gotta tell you a story just real, real, real quick. Promise, real quick. Here Go ahead. Do okay. it. Let's hear it. I went to hang out with these dudes the other night, and I did not realize that I was going to be crashing a boys' night, but that is, in fact, what happened. Oh, God. And That's my like, least favorite thing to do. <laughs> I, as it was happening around me, I was like, I don't want to be here, but it's so bad that I can't leave because I just forgot that it was... Like, this is the baseline. Like, this is normal. And all of mm-hmm. my friends, which mm-hmm. I've carefully selected, <laughs> are the exception yeah. to this. Yeah. For mm-hmm. example, um, they were talking about me in front of me, and I thought that, as a courtesy, I should let them know, I understand what you're saying. You're not being discreet. Yeah. And uh, one of them said, you need to stop noticing so much, Mary. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that ever. And that's not my fucking name. <laughs> and he was like. <laughs> yes. And and then he was like, but it's just so long. And I was like, it's my fucking name. Like, yeah. call me my fucking also, name. <laughs> it's not. Mary Kay. It's yeah. only three syllables. Jeremy. Yeah. Christopher. Yeah. Daniel Son. I don't see <laughs> Yeah, his friend was like, maybe you could just do MK. And I was like, or I could just go by my actual name. Yeah. And if you're going to call me MK, you can call me MK Ultra. (laughs) And then I stood my ass up and walked my ass out. I'm just kidding. But wouldn't that be great? It would be. I was like, I just jumped over the back of the couch. Yeah, and like pull out a machine gun. Yeah. (laughs) I threw a grenade. (laughs) I think the funniest version of that would be like if you were doing the spy thing, but you were really bad at it, which like you wouldn't be. Like you like work out all the time and you're very I would never be a spy. But if you like tried to jump over the couch or you had to like Sorry. But if you just like flopped over the couch and were like army crawling but like bad so they were like, What are you what are you doing? But you acted like you were like really stealthy and swift, so like you couldn't hear them and they couldn't see you. But they were like, okay, we can you're still like twenty feet from the door. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like it's like that uh, episode of Broad City where she's like in the yes. dentist's office, or, or yeah. and she like so, like somersaults away from the child and like 
the kid and his parents are like staring at her. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Like I was that. thinking about the one where Ilana has to steal the the turd from the toilet. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> She's like doing gymnastics. Yes. Well, I would much rather be Abby or Ilana than a spy because I have personal integrity. So. But what if you were a double I can't agent? Be chaotic neutral. No, definitely not. I definitely couldn't do that. What if you are a quadruple agent? So you spied and you spied on them and you spied on them, them, and then you spied on them, them, then. I would just no. be too confused to live. <laughs> I know. And that's how you get away with it all. Because no matter what you fuck up, you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, anymore. you're like, I'm not a spy. I'm just, I don't know what's I happening. I am being two characters in one movie. There was this Spanish yes. guy in World War II who was like, fuck a fascist. And he kept telling the British government that he was like, I want to spy on them. And they were like, Thank you. So he was like, screw it, I'm doing it. So he went to the German government and was like, I will be a fascist. And they were like, thanks, bruh, do all this stuff. So he was just like compiling all of this intel and sending it to the British government anyway. <laughs> like, I'm spying for you, whether you like it. The or British not. government was like, we and did the, not ask for this. <laughs> well, the 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 Brit yeah, exactly. Return they were like, no. To sender. <laughs> exactly. They weren't having it. They thought he was crazy. So the thing is, all this time the German government is like, man, we have this double agent. He tells them he's already working for the UK. And it's just have been has been feeding them false oh information and taking their intel. Feeding them false information. So now the UK is picking up chatter about this this spy among their ranks with this code name that they can't they, they don't recognize they know that's not one of theirs but who is it and why is this spy among their ranks feeding the german government clearly false intel they started breaking german codes relatively early <laughs> they realized it's the spanish guy so they go to him and they're like well <laughs> holding a boom box in the rain buddy <laughs> And he was like, thank you. That's all I ever wanted. So then he actually becomes a double agent. He's just like, I really wanted to be a double agent. That's all I wanted out of life. All I wanted. All I wanted. Well, he does have personal integrity because he knew what he wanted. And then he He went and did that shit. Mm -hmm. To destroy a fascist regime. He ended the war getting medals of commendation from both sides. That. Because the German government never figured out that he was playing them. Damn. And his intel was critical. That's amazing. Like, it, it, him planting all this false information helped, like, without him, it, it's it's likely they would not have been able to actually win. Wow. That's nuts. I had no idea. There's different. so much that I don't know. Do we want to talk about the ending scene? Yeah. With Let's do it. Darlene Sweet singing in her new fucking sequin ass gown with her new fucking nails and her natural hair amazing beautiful love what it what is to say that you haven't just said like it's amazing it's flawless yeah it's very and then he showed up and i was so happy that he remembered i thought he wasn't gonna remember i know and just i love i loved that they just kind of like they had this sweet little connection and it didn't have to be a weird romantic thing and it didn't have to like Mm -hmm. you know be I kind of got the impression like they took care of each other as much as they could in the course of the story like even when he has to confess to her like yes I was going to drug you but the point of drugging you was that you wouldn't be implicated and I didn't have to hurt you like actually physically hurt you beyond this Um, so like yeah it was a terrible thing to do and it was invasive and it was assaultive but it 
the lesser, to me it was the yeah it was the lesser right. of the evils um, that still got me out of here right safely um, so I like to think that they like went on to care of each other and I think that's a fun inversion that I think at the genesis of the the Calneva or the the El Royale as it is in the film mm-hmm. the idea the El Royale was, by the way the the, the, the Royale <laughs> the the Royal um, uh, was that you know Nevada would have been the kind of like the, the like the wasteland where anything goes mm-hmm. and then California was the golden state land of opportunity promise and then by the end of the movie we've really gone through this reversal mm-hmm. where all that was California is just evil and burned to the ground yeah and the two of them escape to Nevada to live a little more simply a little more humbly with a little more actual freedom to get to do what they want to yeah. do with a little less expectation in Reno in Reno Reno that dance. I wish I had a gif of that. Oh, that's, that is the that is the gold bikini dance that every girl in every Rick Ross video has ever done. Oh my god. Yeah. I love it. We've been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, I so I also want us to have a little competition about uh, trying to imitate um, Billy Lee's little dance while he's eating pie half dressed. <laughs> I don't want any pie. No, we got like a while before this comes out. So just sometime mm-hmm. in the next couple weeks, y'all. Get a piece of pie. Get you a piece of pie, unbutton your shirt, and then just dance a little bit while you're eating your pie. It doesn't okay. matter what song. I okay. can do this. <laughs> you know what that's going to look like? Remember that scene in Game of Thrones where Robert Baratheon is like trying to get dressed for the melee and his gut is just hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> It's lucky you got too fat for your arm. <laughs> that's that's how that's gonna look when I do it. Let's call this episode "Too Fat for Our Armor," <laughs> like instead of "Too Big for Your Britches." Can it be "Too Fat" with a ph? Yes. Like this is 1991. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all! I love how um, like deeply unrelated that is <laughs> <laughs> to the actual topic. Um, okay. If I can't bring Game of Thrones into every episode, am I even really here? If you Game of Thrones Game of will Thrones? be referenced oh. for the rest of time. If I can't bring Game of Thrones into every single episode we ever record, am I even really here? Was I ever really here? I think here? so. I think yes. <gasps> what? Because it's like a movie we talked about. Yeah. I'm stealing your thing where I explain the joke. Yeah. That's not really my thing. I'm just, I'm used to teaching 18-year-olds who are, like, half dead. And when they're like, is that funny? I don't get it. Then I have to, and they don't say that. That's subtext. Then I have to explain it, and then they laugh. And then the ones who laughed originally laugh again. I usually explain my jokes because they don't land, and then I'm like, I'm going to just explain it now and really lean hard into the... <laughs> The fact that let it me didn't. tell you why you oh, should have laughed. Oh, that didn't work. Shit. <laughs> that didn't work. Let's make sure you actually hate me going forward. Yeah, I'm like you. Uh, you didn't think it was funny, so I guess you didn't get it. Let me just right. Did <laughs> yeah. you not hear me? Is this thing you'll on? Like, <laughs> you'll you'll like it more if I do this. Yeah, and then if you don't, it's fine. I'm gonna go chill with Jeff Bridges and Lisa Frank. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I need you. Oh my god. 
I, when you do your your cult image, make sure that your picture for Lisa Frank is not her, but like a no. baby rainbow <laughs> leopard or like, something. Right. The dolphins. <laughs> Like t- two baby golden retrievers eating a sundae together. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A tiger it's like cub. a tiger giving itself a mani <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, for our closer, do you guys want mm-hmm. to... Um, I, my original closer was, what's your favorite line from this movie? Do you guys want to do that one, or do you have a better one? I have a line. Who would you... St- Okay. I have a line, but also I like would like to know who we would steal from each other's cults. Yule Brenner. Mm. You steal Yule Brenner. I knew you would. I would dirty Santa, Yule Brenner. <laughs> Wait, remind me of everyone in everyone's cults so that I can make it. A- I've got Yule Brenner, Carrie Fisher, Lizzo, and Adam Driver. All right. I think I'm going to have... S- oh, you don't even care. Okay, oh, no, on. I was going to steal from <laughs> both of you. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's steal from each yeah, other. Everyone okay. has to steal, steal one. From everyone. I have Daniel Day-Lewis, Jeff Bridges, Jay-Z, and Lisa Frank. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary might think this is weird, but I'm going to steal Daniel Day-Lewis okay. for my sex cult. And then for oh, Mary. I get it, girl. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, out of those four <laughs> options, I feel like that's the one. Um, uh-huh. And then out of Mary's, I think, oh, that's a harder one. I'm, like, torn between Lizzo and Adam Driver. I'd still Adam Driver out of yours, Mary. You already stole you, Brenda. You can't, you can't do two. that. Oh, I didn't do Kelly's. Okay. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> she doesn't want anyone from mine. Yeah, who's in it? I forgot. Oh, um, it's Oscar Isaac, Lakeith Stanfield, Kate mm. Blanchett, and uh, Zoe Kravitz. I don't have any girls. Yeah, you need I'll a girl. Zoe Kravitz. Well, I have Lisa Frank, but... It's like her tigers and shit, not really her. She's a non-human entity. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like a pile of trapper keepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part, w- one member of your cult is the the life's work of Lisa Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if it's actually a sentient pile of trapper keepers? <laughs> and also mini notebooks that are keychains. Those little tiny ones. <laughs> Those little purses that are too small to put anything in? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with uh, Lizzo. Oscar Isaac and Jeff Bridges. Nice. Well, that was a fun game of white elephant cult. (laughs) I have my line, my favorite line, which is when Miles is asking uh, Daniel what, like, if he's okay, like, what happened? You fell over. And he's like, I'm old. Shit happens. (laughs) Get the whiskey. Yeah, that was mine, too. I had a backup. How's your suit? Yeah. What's your backup? My backup was he's all kinds of bad. Mm. I liked uh, when he, when uh, John Hamm was on the phone at the beginning and he's like, where did you hear the word morbid? <laughs> <laughs> also, I like that twice in the movie, the line, there's glass in your head, is uttered. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not just once, but twice to t- different characters. Which really says something. Yep. Lay My it down, other lay favorite. It down. I had three because I felt like y'all were gonna take my first two for sure. <laughs> um, I also had uh, peripheral matters are not of our concern <laughs> from Hoover. Nice. When John Hamm was like, "I'm gonna go rescue this little girl," right? Like, I'm a cop, right? That's what I'm gonna do. And they're yeah. like, "No, don't do that." Yeah. 
Thank you, Kelly. This was such a fun episode. Thank you for having me. I yeah. come back anytime. I would love to come back every time. Can I join the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I uh, can't. I can't. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Why would you say that then? What's wrong with I you? I don't know. Quit being a cocktease, Kelly. I am with such your a sex cult. <laughs> I am both a cock and vagina tease, and everything in between. Hey. Hey. Wink. Look. Yeah, moves. Wink. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should also right. say uh, on the podcast, on my podcast, we recently released an episode about Disney's new Lion King. And then uh, we also, our next book uh, is actually Circe by Madeline Miller. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, yeah, I'm really like excited about it. Next, we have our new episode on The Conjuring. And back for the fun is our beloved Rachel. You probably remember her from our Hereditary episode. She is brilliant. She is funny. And we're finally going to talk about the movie everyone's already been talking about for six years. And don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to both us and Book Squad Goals. Seriously, guys. It's important. We're like fairies. If you don't subscribe, we die. That's true. You got to say, I believe in podcasts. (gasps) I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Cue music. Bye.